I subscribe to a few Facebook support groups and I have found them to be very helpful. When I thought of joining, I was a bit concerned that the context may be too much for my already affected mind and soul. But I was wrong. Being a part of these communities has proven to be a gift to myself. I limit my time on Facebook in general, and I also do it in these support groups. For me, I feel that giving support to others is also supporting yourself, and I find comfort when my input is appreciated. I feel that I may be helping someone. We are a community after all, and we want to be supportive of one another. During my visits to the different pages I subscribed to four, I stumbled into poems written by survivors. Some were very familiar, some were not, and some were very painful to read, and I could just feel what the writer felt as they accounted for their past through their talented writing. Allow me to read this first poem, please. It is called Just a Small Girl and is written by Martha Seha. I was just a small girl, but you caused me so much pain. Now I am grown, just trying to stay sane. Space and time doesn't have enough room for all my tears. For the outrageous anger and debilitating hurt that was built up all these years. Where's the justice for those small girls, ages seven and five? A slap on the hand and six months in jail was enough for our small world to watch you re-arrive. You deceived me, persuaded me, and groomed me for far too long. Your most favorite girl that you sexually and mentally wronged. I remember your ceiling high shadow and piercing blue eyes coming for me. As I feel my little body tremble, my mind confused and completely terrified. Sometimes I would make myself disappear as I squeeze my eyes tightly secure. I would feel, see, and hear only the nothingness. As those black curtains in my mind slowly draped. The nothingness was a safe haven of darkness and quiet where my vibrant little soul escaped, where I would let my mind paint beautiful moving colors on a pitch black slate. It's always been easier to tell people about the nothingness rather than my memories of your intimidation, sex acts, and your revolting sounds, because I can never forget the expressions on their faces full of shock and their minds so confound. It is hard to explain to people what you have put me through without feeling the need to comfort them for the truth and pain that exited my mouth. I was just a small girl living two worlds. One world, one bright sunny day where I would chase bumblebees, catch caterpillars and make mud pies. The other world, 
One bright sunny morning, I would hear your footsteps quietly creep to my bed as I would summon the nothingness and tightly close my eyes. I believe Martha is a wonderful poet and I can certainly relate to so much of this writing. How many times have we felt that we live in two worlds? How many times do we just block everything and we live in a fantasy while we were abused? I am sure many of you can relate to most or parts of it. I will go on and read you another poem. I will probably read two or three more. This poem was written by Mark Alexander and it's untitled. What do you see when you look in my eyes? Pain I try to hide with more than a few lies. A lifetime ago, but for me it still feels sorrow. The six-year-old boy bloodied there on the floor, strangled and told say anything you're dead. Alone in my room thinking the words you said. Every knock at the door I would run off and hide. My eyes are sore from the tears I have cried. Then it happens again, but by somebody new. And again, and again, until it's just what they do. I must have a beacon, a sign on my head. To the gates of hell I feel I have been led. Then one day it stops, but the damage is done. There is no happy ending. Gone is the fun. Just hiding the signs of a soul dead inside. Look in my eyes, there is nowhere to hide. Even today, 52 years old, affecting me still. And I know it won't stop. It will go on until I find a way to lay my demons to bed. And help the child trapped alone in my head. But I am tired now of fighting for so long. And everything I try turns out to be wrong. I wish I could find a way to set the boy free. And let him finish his life, not depending on me. This poem filled me with sadness for that boy. The boy whose childhood was robbed. Those of us who were abused as children can relate. I am sure. But this poem describing his experience was just very deep in emotions. Imagine this man's strength to go on. I am glad he's finding ways to continue on and hopefully his poems inspire others in finding their strength. This is an anonymous poem that I found in one of the groups entitled Brother. Let's play a game, you said to me. As a child, I happily agreed. This game seemed fun, at least to begin. Soon turned into pain, again and again. It was my fault for saying yes. I gave you permission. My body was yours to do as you please, and you did just that, again and again. You showed me what I should never have seen. I didn't understand when you explained how it worked. Now I am hunted 
by those images every day, again and again. It stopped being fun. It began to hurt. You used your power to control me. You got your own way. There was nothing I could do. I was smaller than you. I had no voice, no strength, no power. So I kept quiet, again and again. I knew it was wrong, but I could not stop you. Then one day, I don't remember when, you just stopped. Life carried on like all was okay. I tried to forget. I tried to pretend. It was just a game, right? No harm intended, right? Until that day when I realized, like a flash of light across the sky, I suddenly knew none of it was normal. Well, in this scenario, in this poem, how many of us can relate to the older family member taking advantage of an innocent child? I am sure these poems are giving us lots to think about. Hopefully help us realize how none of it was our fault. Moving on to the next poem. This one is written by Mela Galvan. It is called Freakering Lights by Cathartic Cry. You have to want to get better. To get better? You have to fight tooth and nail to get there. Never will we be the same. The people who are broken, our inner lights flicker. Our hearts are still torn open, internal cuts are still bleeding. Still very sore and raw from all that we felt and all that we saw. But the fact still remains that we're still here, which means we faced and fought our fears. So here we are, internal lights flickering, trying to shine a strong through all internal bickering. We hold on to the fact there is still something to live for. Despite the fact we have fallen and can't get off the floor. So here is to all the broken, so beautiful inside. Don't lose hope, keep fighting. We deserve a better life. Wasn't this beautiful? What a poem full of hope. What a reminder that our strength still has our internal light on. Or flickering, as she says. I reached out to the authors of each of these poems to get their approval to read them here. I was lucky to have talked with Mela And during our conversation, we realized that these sad experiences and the trauma that we survived is what unite us. Different experiences, but nonetheless, we have the survivorship in our soul. And we both feel that we can reach a much better place. We don't always have to be survivors. We can learn to live, not just survive. And that's what we want to spread with our words, the written and the spoken. We also talked about how we could convey that letting go is not a flip of a coin, 
but a work that one can do. Perhaps starting by understanding our abusers and even forgiving them. For they have likely been abused as well. We all know that this is not easy. Not at all. But she put this process in a wise analogy which says, and I hope I get it right, to get rid of an abscess, you have to cut open and purge and take it all out. Otherwise, it will keep coming back and will spread all over your body. I thought that was pretty good. When I say it and I read it, it makes sense to me. And I hope it does to you as well. The way I interpret these words is that we must let it all out. All of our pain, anger, shame, everything. Do a full dump until it's all out. Purge in every way we can. Be it a purge of our feelings, a purge of people around us, a purge of the unwanted, a full cleanup that can take whatever time one needs. There is no due dates to recovery. There is no due date to finding peace and joy. I want to thank all of the survivor poets, all of the living poets, all of the warrior poets out there who have shared their stories through their talent. Special thanks to Martha Seha, Mark Alexander, and Mela Galvan for allowing me to share their talents through poetry. I sure hope I did their poems justice and gave it the right tone. If I didn't, I ask for forgiveness. I hope each of you can find a way to let your pain out, whether it's just by talking, by writing. It can be poetry. It can be your own journal. It doesn't have to be shared, but just letting all of your pain out is so important. And if you decide to share it with everyone, be sure that you find the right space so you can get the proper support that you deserve and need. Like I said, I have found this poetry through Facebook and there are multiple pages where you can find poems like this. Some of them are sexual abuse support group. Adult survivors of childhood abuse, sexual, emotional, physical, spiritual. Women who were sexually abused as children or teens, survivor community. Recovering adult survivors of childhood abuse and trauma. CPTSD sufferers and support. Abuse and Trauma Survivor Support Group for Women. You can find a lot of support groups. You just have to stick to a few of them or many of them, whatever works for you, or maybe just one. Whatever works for you. Don't be discouraged if you share something and you don't get an immediate response. Don't give up because we will not give up on you. I will not give up on anyone. I care for you and I don't want you to ever feel alone. Remember that. I may not know you, 
but you're in my heart. See you in a couple of weeks.